From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. If you or a loved one has a diagnosis of lung cancer, did you realize that your nutrition can be affected? Here with me in the HealthLink on Air studio is registered dietitian nutritionist Maria Erdman from the Upstate Cancer Center. Welcome back to HealthLink on Air. Thank you. How does lung cancer affect nutrition? Well, lung cancer is usually caught pretty late. By the time people have symptoms, uh, it's already pretty far along. And about 60% of patients diagnosed with lung cancer actually have already lost some weight. Because um, that might end up being one of the symptoms. Yes, Along actually, with a cough or... Weight loss does alert doctors. Um, so people come in already malnourished. What is unique uh, with lung cancer as opposed to other types of cancers? Well, many smokers, um, people who are diagnosed with lung cancer, also come in already having uh, COPD, which is chronic obstructive pulmonary disease and difficulty breathing. And that disease in itself increases energy needs for patients. Because you're struggling to breathe? Exactly. And it can also, just in speaking with patients, if you're struggling to breathe, eating takes longer becomes a chore, um, so they slow down on eating. Um, There's also, there can be issues with a tumor being very close to the esophagus and pressing on the esophagus, which can make food have a difficult time getting down, which can slow people um, from eating. Just like structurally? Right. Just getting from one, okay. Now, in terms of um, someone who's a smoker, does smoking itself impact um, nutrition? Um, what can happen is that smokers tend to smoke instead of eating sometimes. They'll get an oral fixation from smoking. Um, I don't have data on this, but I know from speaking with many patients that uh, a smoker tends to get up in the morning and smoke and maybe have a cup of coffee. Uh, they don't tend to have some breakfast. Uh, many, many smokers are, are not breakfast people. And I think it, it tends to be, well, they've taken care of an oral fixation. So um, part of what I do uh, try to get patients to do is to start eating more. You know, say, how about we have a little bit insure before you have a cigarette in the morning, if they haven't stopped. Hopefully the manus has caused them to try to stop smoking by then. Okay. Well, in general, um, is there advice or a way of eating that you suggest for someone who's dealing with lung cancer? Yeah, it's always a good idea to eat small, frequent meals, especially when you're having a hard time breathing and therefore a hard time eating. Eating high-protein, high-calorie foods in small quantities so that it's, um, so it's not overwhelming and they don't get out of breath too much. So every couple hours, a small meal helps. You mentioned a protein shake earlier. Is that... Yeah, there are some liquid uh, supplements that can make it easy. I don't suggest those. They're not magic. They're just a supplement. I always suggest people use food when possible, but it's an easy way to add some calories. Drinking tends to be a little bit easier to get down than the work of chewing and swallowing. So if people can supplement in between meals with some of these protein shakes, the higher calorie ones, that can be very helpful. And then that uh, means you don't have to spend the time preparing a meal. Either. Exactly. They're yep. just ready if you have them on mm-hmm. hand. They're convenient. Um, let's talk about some of the best sources for lean protein. You're looking for lean proteins, right? Um, really 
or at, any kind. <laughs> okay. We do advise uh, an increased intake of plant foods simply because there's been a lot of evidence uh, generated um, that indicates that increasing your intake of plant foods overall tends to decrease inflammation and that can help everything work better. Um, so plant proteins can be anything from tofu, beans, lentils, uh, nuts and seeds or nut butters and um, seed butters. So that can be very helpful. Chicken and fish are wonderful options and really small portions of beef. Um, lean is good simply. Usually smokers tend to have some sort of um, heart health issues also if they've been smoking a long time. Um, so, you know, you have to kind of balance those things out. And the, the heart recommendations do say leaner. So avoiding the, the high fat foods and um, beef, large quantities of beef can be good. Now, how much of an impact can what a person eats have on their body's ability to fight cancer, right? Because they're in treatment. Yeah, so it, there's actually data showing that um, lung cancer patients in, in particular are uh, do much better when they are not underweight, when they're not malnourished. Their bodies can absorb and use the chemicals from the chemotherapy better, and they can, um, you know, quality of life is much better when you are well nourished and you're feeling well. So it's, it's an important thing. And even if people are at a late stage of lung cancer, um, there are a lot of treatment options these days that, um, I'm, people last a long time sometimes, even if it's a, a late stage treatment and maintaining nutrition can really make that time much better. It, it can really increase the quality of life and help patients continue on and do well with the treatments. Neat. Now, um, comfort foods. Mm. Let me ask you about those because <laughs> when you're going through a stressful time, whether it's cancer treatment or, or something else, um, comfort foods, you know, people, uh, macaroni and cheese, mashed potatoes, a lot of carbs. Mm -hmm. So is a carb overload at this point um, I mean, should people be wary of that, or does it matter that much? Um, you know, it's getting any kind of food is helpful. I give patients ideas of how to pack as many nutrients as possible into foods that are comfort foods. For example, macaroni and cheese. You can put a little bit of lean protein, like maybe some tuna or some chicken, into the macaroni and cheese. You can cook some vegetables nice and soft, like some broccoli, or there's recipes for um, butternut squash, macaroni and cheese, things like that that can increase the nutrient value of those foods and still make them yummy and comforting because the quality of life is an important thing. I, I never tell people don't eat this or that. It's just, you know, try to make sure that you've got a lot of nutrition into the foods that you are eating. You're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, and I'm talking with Maria Erdman. She's the registered dietitian nutritionist at the Upstate Cancer Center. Let's talk about foods to avoid, if there are any, um, when you're undergoing lung cancer treatment. Um, fried foods. Is that, does that, in moderation, is that okay? Um, again, it comes down to how people, uh, where people are in, in the process. Because lung cancers are so frequently found late, if people are in a process of uh, having treatment for palliative reasons, 
I always say quality of life is important. If um, something fried is a food that is one of your favorites, you know, don't avoid it completely. Um, smaller portions are always better. Um, they can cause fried foods tend to cause gastric issues and chemotherapy and treatment already causes gastric issues so uh, we do tell people to be careful with those types of foods um, so it, it but again if you know if a chicken wing is going to just make your day then you know carefully try some <laughs> now what about sweets or added sugars um there is a myth that sugar feeds cancer in reality, um, cancer cells tend to metabolize sugar differently. So sugar in itself does not cause cancer to grow. Um, we, however, dissuade people from eating or drinking a lot of straight sugar simply because there are not many other nutritional benefits to that. Soda, you know, that's it's just sugar. There's nothing... There's no protein, there's no healthy fats, there's, there's no vitamins and minerals and phytonutrients. So that's a good reason to avoid heavy sugar items. However, I always tell people, you know, quality of life is important. So if you really need something sweet, um, nut, nuts covered with dark chocolate or something, you know, nuts are good. They've got healthy fats and fibers and some protein and dark chocolate has some magnesium and some antioxidants, you know, in, of course, moderation, um, which is how people tend to be eating at this time anyway. Um, or something like an oatmeal cookie made with oats and nuts and chopped up apples or raisins can be a sweet treat that also has a lot of nutrition in it. Now, what about caffeine? Is that something to be aware of? Um, only if your doctor has told you not to have caffeine because of the treatment you're going through. Um, coffee and tea both have a lot of antioxidants in them and therefore are not bad things to eat during cancer treatment. I know some people say, well, I'm not doing that because it's going to dehydrate me. Well, a couple cups of coffee or tea in the morning will not dehydrate you, you know, instantaneously. <laughs> of course, it's always a good idea then to continue drinking water um, and other beverages throughout the day. Now, what about alcohol? Alcohol is tricky. So alcohol is a toxin to the human body. It is, um, as soon as we drink alcohol, our livers go to work trying to get rid of it because uh, through evolution, our bodies have realized that too much alcohol is a dangerous thing. Um, so it can get in the way of chemotherapy treatments um, by causing your liver to deal with the alcohol. And overall, that is dehydrating. And so we recommend strongly against drinking alcohol through treatment. Um, I do know that some patients do not follow those recommendations. Um, I'm not sure if there are studies showing you know, better or worse outcomes, but uh, I'm pretty sure that um, outcomes would be better if you don't drink alcohol. And probably the physicians, depending on what medicine you're on, would be alerting people that exactly. you really shouldn't yeah. be the, drinking. The physicians do tell patients that. Um, and, you know, I've always said, again, with the quality of life, if you are at a family member's wedding and there's a champagne toast, one glass of champagne for a toast, you know, you can do that. That's that's a quality of life issue. Let me ask you about deli meats and unpasteurized milk. 
unpasteurized milk is never a good idea for anybody. And, um, you know, there, there's some dairy farmers out there who will be arguing with me, but, um, it, it was Pasteur came up with pasteurization many years ago for a good reason. Um, there's a lot of possibilities of illness with unpasteurized milk. So that's never a good idea. Um, as far as deli meats, deli meats tend to have nitrates and nitrites to preserve them, and those have been associated with a slight increased risk of cancer. Um, again, it's better to have fresh foods, um, so cooking or, or baking a chicken or turkey leg or breast and making sandwiches out of that. However, that's work intensive. So, you know, it's, it's again a lifestyle choice. If you are still smoking, is avoiding deli meats going to reduce your risk of getting cancer? Probably not. Um, so really looking at what your choices are. There's also like bacon, for example, is another one of those things that a processed meat, bacon sausage, mm -hmm. sure. um, is associated with an increased risk of cancer. And, you know, I'm not going to tell people don't ever eat bacon because people love bacon. I don't understand it, but <laughs> they do. Um, so it's, it's a matter of cutting back and not making it a part of your everyday life anymore um, and starting to substitute in healthier foods. And when I talk with a patient, we talk about options. Now, just about every like diet that I've heard of emphasizes vegetables and fruits. Are they vegetables and fruits, are they more important when someone is in treatment for lung cancer? Um, more important than normal or a healthy person? Yeah, the need to add more vegetables I, I to your diet. I think it is important that people get them, just as it is important. If every healthy person ate the recommended amount of uh, fruits and vegetables and plant-based foods, we may, we might actually have fewer cancer diagnoses. Oh, to begin with. Um, because likely more fruits and vegetables tends to decrease your caloric load. Um, so people would be less overweight, which actually uh, obesity accounts for, uh, there's estimates of about 30% of all cancer diagnoses. So not specific necessarily to lung cancer, but yeah, integrating plant-based foods, fruits and vegetables into the diet is, is always important. Tell me what your favorite vegetables are. Well, I used to hate Brussels sprouts, but then I found a friend uh, had slow roasted them in a cast iron skillet with garlic and onions. And boy, I just, they are so delicious. I find any vegetable roasted with olive oil and a little sea salt and pepper is really a delicious thing. Good to know. This information has been great. So thank you to registered dietitian nutritionist Maria Erdman of the Upstate Cancer Center. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.